Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. And we're going, Josh. Started. Are you ready to go? I I'm, I'm think I already went. You know, I feel like when I think of you, I think of a man that already went. <laughs> I'm very rarely ready to go, but right. oftentimes I've went. Oftentimes I just went. Yo, 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 you know what this is, boy, for real. That's right. This is the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. You found your way into webisode number 29, recorded February 10th in the year 2021, and never fear, the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly tonight in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. So I'm really excited. Um, we have another musical guest tonight in the lab, our good friend John Zampezi. Welcome, John. Oh, John Zampezi. Oh, thanks, fellas. I was, I was excited to get the call. Guy if, took the train up from San Diego. Ooh, it's a good run, too. Can we go right into what's lame about the train? What do they tell you when you try to bring your guitar? Oh, yeah. So we won't be hearing any uh, acoustic melodies tonight. But uh, So they were going to charge you some exorbitant mm, fee yeah. to take your guitar it's on 20 the 20 bucks both ways to bring anything over 40 inches. Wow. Jeez, I'm just going to let me Grumble, grumble, grumble. So, but we have, but you did bring us some tunes. But I did bring some tunes. And I'm excited to hear those. Cool. Yeah, me too. My daughter is 68 inches. Mm, Can I not yeah. bring her? Well, it's just well, $20. Yeah. yeah, it's $24, in fact, for you. So yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be, it can, there can be a heartbeat or an inanimate object. Mm. Well, I mean, literally, he would have had to buy another seat for his guitar, essentially. <laughs> so mm. weird. And it's like a third full. Yeah, plenty of room yeah. to lean a guitar against a wall. How was lap. the train? Is there a lot of people on the train these days in the time of no, the Rona? It was pretty quiet and nice. I, I, I really like the ride, actually. I oh, love yeah. the train. You mm -hmm. don't have to drive. Mm -hmm. You've got you can you know it's laid back. It's that's no, you, I like the train too. Bar car. And you can lean those seats way back, and it's not a thing. Like on a plane. That's a thing, right? You get there's about, I don't know, maybe seven inches, but the whole flying community says it is absolutely unacceptable to move it any of those inches right is that the thing i don't know i'm not one of those guys that feels bad about kicking my no. my chair back like if my chair goes back i'm gonna push it back as far as it goes all absolutely. right if we're doing it here's the rule you can do it but not at like any kind of meal service like okay. any kind of snack yeah. right. time don't right. have you ever I don't been eating and then shoulders. like the guy's like yeah <laughs> right While no, okay eating. i'm cool with that but if my seat goes back, I am going to put it back to its fully back position mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's on the airline to make that decision mm -hmm. for me. How far is is the right position for my seat to go back? Because I'm going to take every inch you give me. I don't think the etiquette right. is to go halfway. Are you like a halfway backer? You feel bad? No, I'm a full backer. A full I just know that there's a community of people who say that you can't have an inch. You can have no inches. There's a group of not an inch. Really? You can't go really back at all. They it's think rude? everyone should just be stiff board, right? Straight mm -hmm. up. Exactly. That's Well, that's... I actually, if I mean, on a, on, a, uh, you know, on a flight where I'd be packed in there, 
I, I don't lean it back anyway, just because I don't like that position. But if I'm going on an eight-hour flight, yeah, that thing's going back. And most likely full lay down. It makes you snore because your chin drops open, right? And you're that guy with your mouth hanging open, just snoring. Mm. Pick your poison at that point. People are walking by looking at you like, dude. Oh, that guy. I want to put stuff in there. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Now, how come a seat can't go forward? That's me. I'm the guy that's like, okay, I'm going to go back to my seat. I put a little plan together. I'm going to ball up a little something. Mm, and I have pictures to prove. And next time I walk by that guy, I'm just going to drop it in there and see what happens. <laughs> ball up a little something. I don't know what I'm balling up, but something. I'm going to just drop it in there when I walk by. No, I'm not going to do that, you guys. You'll choke someone. You get in a lot of trouble for that. What's the most annoying next door neighbor on a plane? Is it the snorer? The snorer? The leaner? The, the armrest guy? The talker? Yeah, the, the talker. talker. That's a tough one. The oh. breather? What's the breather? So uh, what are you doing uh, when you land? Well, he's that's he like a more loud. like a talker mouth, that just that's a mouth breather. Uh, it's a with mouth the, breather, the baby. I know that's an ambiguous that's one. I haven't dealt with a lot of just <laughs> those. Like that sounds like you're sitting next to somebody from ten thousand leagues under the sea or something. I don't know. Well, I'm the snorer. Yeah. So I have a wheelhouse where I'm the guy. You're a good I, my, I don't function well sleeping with, like, being upright. It's oh. not, it doesn't go well. Oh, no, my mouth's wide open. I'm snoring. I think I'm a snorer, I'm a leaner, and I'm a talker, you guys. Yeah. It's a real, I'm the trifecta. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, Jeremy, like, after four cocktails at the, at oh. the <laughs> airport bar, no, no, being no. his neighbor on the plane. I think Jeremy... Jeez. Finally finishes his last story, <laughs> only to pass out and burn you again. It's so because I hate the awkward. Welcome silence. to Atlanta. Like oh. because every time it gets quiet, I'm like, so anyway, yeah. I also have like a real passion for coloring in the lines. So so you don't want to fall out of the sky either, do you? I just hate those awkward silences. So I just kind of keep, keep There's to fill them. No such thing as an awkward silence in a plane. That's no. when you want. Silence. silence. I want to read. I want the person that like you have your headphones in or like your earbuds in. They're looking and they give you the gesture like, can can you pull out your pull out your headphones? I want to. I have something I want to tell you. Okay, pull out your neighbor. I and you're like what? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. And you uh, hey so. When we get to Philly, there's a place there. They got a great chili. And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm listening. Tell me more about the chili, though. I kind of want to. I I have flown a lot. Like, I have, you know, a million and a half flown miles on American alone. Go on. I have had every combination of persons sit next to me. Um, it's not until the later years that I, you know, was flying first class, you know, or. You know, Here we go. Because, like a big we dog go. barking. But, like, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean bark it that a way. Bit. But no, yeah. because the more, you know, once you have a million miles, they just, put, you buy a coach ticket, they slide you up. You know, Ooh, it's, it's a beautiful no. thing. It wasn't always paid for. Um, but I have had every combination of person and just like you were saying, I take out like they're talking and I will take out earplugs, put one in each ear, then noise cancellation headphones, and then start to put a blanket over my head. And they're still like just ta- passive tapping aggressive you, <laughs> tapping you. And it's like, I don't I don't know what else I don't I, I must apologize because I've done something wrong. I am clearly 
giving I owe you an apology. What am I? I've given off the wrong vibe. I've given off the wrong vibe. I was trying to give off the stop fucking talking to me. I'm going to sleep now. How do I make myself unapproachable to you? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to do that. Aisle or window, I'm going to start. Can I ask the question? I, I like the aisle if I have to pick. But it's a it's a cr- literal crapshoot of who the aisle person is. The peer is the bad luck for the aisle guy. You know, if you if you're the window guy has to pee three times on a two and a half hour flight. Yeah. Which I've had multiple times. Is there anything more annoying? Like, okay, hey buddy, I got. I gotta well, go. at least what I've had. You, people... What did you do in there the last time? <laughs> I've had people because you're flying and because it's the. Th- you know, second or third time. Why is your up, collar wet? They, <laughs> yeah. Do you take a number three? Oh, God. Don't take a three on a flight. You kick you off an international flight. Then you just that. didn't plan well at all. <laughs> but they're so they're they're tired of bothering you. So they try to sneak through. You're not sneaking through. I'm not six foot tall, and they still rub me going by. Like it's like, yeah. I can't even kick the seat in front of me in a normal coach plane. And yet this guy's trying to slide through like this. <laughs> so, We're just going to stand up. Yeah. Give me two minutes to stand up. Are you an ass to face or uh, yeah. wiener to face? That's always the uh, question. No, that's a great <laughs> question, though. Do you go nuts or do you go fudge? No, I go, I go, I go full frontal. <laughs> that's the question every time. Do you want the nuts or, or do you want the fudge? That's... I, I, that's please answer. Dude, I guess I need thinking a about it, with that. I go I fudge every I time. I think I'm a nuts guy. <laughs> I think I go frontal. See, so I mean, I'm making very close eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching oh, you. Yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm watching you. Watch me. Watch you. <laughs> Just don't giggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That will completely throw the person off. That's yeah. If you go by and you give them the fudge and you giggle, then you just crop dust them. And they're going to catch a little something. Or if you can manage a straight face and a wink, you've really got them. You you give them them the nuts and the wink. That'll put them in a place they can't get them out from. No, I guarantee you. You've ruined their fudge. If on your way out, out, you give them the nuts and the wink, on your way back, they will get up. And they're not going to just give you the man spread to let you buy. They will get up physically. Out of their seat to yes. let you in. They'll gesture for you. Oh, here you go, sir. Oh, they'll preempt. They'll they'll know you're coming yeah. down the aisle. Oh, they'll be they'll watching for you. Yeah. Oh no, they'll be one eye out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he comes to get up. So to speak. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that is. I don't it's even like know how he got jokes out. Jokes in a row. But to answer to answer Joss's question, I'm an hmm. aisle man. Okay. Oh, uh, so that's two yep. aisle. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a window guy because I like I, I instantly fall asleep. There's something about this the the white noise of an airplane that right. instantly mm. just puts me to sleep. And the fi- and the fifth ejected. Well, the, the, <laughs> and the other yeah, that I drank before I got on the plane. Um, but uh, don't mean to cherry. Set, as soon as they start the engines, I'm asleep. Like oftentimes, I'm asleep before we even take off. Drives my wife crazy because she's the abs- absolute opposite. She's petrified the whole time. Well, I was gonna say, does she have like the cards out, the Yahtzee? No, All she right, just. Yeah, finally some you and me type. No, she's the one that's sitting there like, uh, yeah, she just wants to do something. She wants to talk. The... No, obviously, she wants to talk. She's no my... companionship. And I'm out. I'm like waving her off. Like, I got like the neck pillow wrap around horseshoe thing. The noise canceling headphones. On. Like a little trickle of sweat was already going there. Like I'm out. I'm dreaming. 
And so, yeah, that, that just pisses her off. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I love to fly. It's the only time I have silence and I can sleep. You put the kids in, 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 in the suitcase and I take first class. and As you do. But what if you <laughs> sat next to you? No, I'm asleep. I'm actually a real. But the easy... other you would be talking a lot. Oh yeah, don't sit next to the other. You. Uh... <laughs> okay, but this is not at all what I want to talk about. Okay, what I want to talk about is our is our guest John Zampezi. Who? Why is here? But what else I wanted to say is looking. But that was a quick intro. What else I want to talk about? Yeah, before we get to John, a little more about me. What I Just wanted to uh, talk about tonight is John Zampezi, our musical guest. We are uh, drinking tonight tequila on his behalf. We're kind of doing a, Ooh, another yeah. a cleanup job around the uh, around the lab here, where we got some some of the bottles of tequila that we cracked on previous shows that didn't quite get finished, and there's some good ones here. Mm-hmm. And I know you to be a real tequila guy. Um, so between these two, between the uh, the Codigo barrel strength and the what, what do we got over there? This is uh, Cantera Negra. It's okay. an extra añejo. Yeah, both of these are. What does this one say? Extra añejo or just añejo? This one is uh, just añejo. So that one's extra. Mm-hmm. Between these two, well, what are you thinking? I'm not picking. I. They're you both like fantastic, them? yeah. They're nice. both really something. Great answer by a guest. The yeah, nicest. Great. I don't well, have an answer. No, no, I don't answer. No, 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 no. The easiest, <laughs> the easiest thing about the, the really good tequilas, or just any 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 booze in general, is that it doesn't just linger in there. It gets in there. You get a sense of what it tastes like. It disappears, warms the tummy, and it's not just beating you up, uh, you know, for the next three minutes like just crummy, crummy booze. So I know you to be a primarily tequila drinker. Right, you don't really right. love whiskey, bourbon. I like uh, tequila during the days, and if it's like a holiday or I want to taste like a Christmas kind of drink, then it's believe it or not, scotch and uh, coke. Just it tastes like a dessert to me. Okay, loves the love of liver, scotch and coke. Oh. But you're like your daily driver, as it were. Sure, is tequila. Sure, and the daily driver. <laughs> Boy, that makes you sound uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. How? What do you say? And um, so, uh, what's your go-to brand? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cuervo Gold. Yeah. Well, I usually just shimmy so. on into. Oh, good grief! That's not even tequila. <laughs> oh. It's like. Oh, uh, yeah. I just got the shivers. Anything the only color. reason any of these bottles say 100% agave is because Cuervo is such dog shit. And it took over the market so wholly that they had to say, "Listen, we're simply not doing what they're doing ever again." Yeah, in life. We're just not <laughs> that's going not to us, that. guys. <laughs> we're not a mixto. Quer- Cuervo gold. Yeah, mix- yeah mixto. Getting exactly. teenagers shit faced for years. Yeah. Over. So, what's your go-to? Over. Uh, I like the Casadore. I mean, if I could just buy whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to, I would start probably regularly with Herradura. Okay, yeah, nice. delicious. Oh yeah. Uh, Fronseca, right? That one's fantastic. Oh no, is that the one? Ugh, they're all grand. They're all great because they're all 100% agave. They're just fantastic. They just they're lovely. And what is it about tequila primarily that is? I I'm not I'm not really sure. It just kind of tastes sweet. It seems to me if you're gonna even make a martini, like why would you make a martini out of something that's just alcohol when you could have something that tastes fantastic and has subtlety and flavors? If you're if you're seriously sitting there trying to savor a flavor. There's one right there, and the you know. And the simplest answer: you like the taste of tequila. I like tequila. 
Yeah. What time do you start uh, your daily driving? No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. No, no. Um, I will. I will just say that the, the four to seven window is a difficult one to get through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll leave that in there. Um, <laughs> uh, how do we know John Jer for our non? <clears throat> Well, you know, once again, you know, it it is not uh, just by the way of the hand of God and the interwebs that we have come across, John. We have known John for nigh 27 years. Over 30. Gee, many That's where we first found him outside that liquor store. So, uh, (laughs) in a basket? (laughs) 16, 30. 30, over over 30. Mm -hmm. 30 years. Over 30. Let's just say 30 because it, it's a nice round yeah. number. Um, so, yeah. And um, and I've always known him to be a musician from the time when when I was 15 years old, 16 years old. John, uh, already at that time, was a very, very accomplished guitarist. I thought at the time it was the best I'd ever heard like in real life. Like It blew me away that someone my own age could be right. so talented at the guitar. And we were fortunate to... Um, have a lot of young, very talented musician friends mm-hmm. around us, um, and John being one of them. Um, and then you went on uh, and and went to school for guitar and for music and uh, up in Hollywood mm-hmm. for a while. What was the name of that? Yeah, place? they had uh, it, it's MI. So there's music you know, institute, there's Juilliard, and and Berkeley, and then MI is more of the commercial, which wasn't my idea at the time. It was just the closest one, and and I didn't know you know my rear end from my elbow, so. I just went in there and did it, and uh, I saw. <laughs> I mean, they have these things called live playing workshops. So you get into these programs, and they put one of every instrument on the stage, and you read a chart down together. And then guys like Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan, and all these like fantastic, fantastic musicians that are all tied into the LA music scene, sit in with you, or they're or they're doing their own thing, or they come in and do a you know, a concert for you for an hour and then answer questions for three hours to a small auditorium of maybe 50 to 150 students. And the, the exposure that you get is just remarkable. That's amazing. It was something else. Yeah, it was a cool experience. And I should have been so young when I did it. Was it, it was, <clears throat> uh, obviously they teach all sorts of music stuff. It's Music Institute, but you primarily were there for guitar or were you there for guitar? I, music, I or, sat in on all the guitar stuff, but I was, I got into the vocal school, the drum school okay. and the recording school. Okay. I just touched it all. Cool. And, and it's it, just like that. Do all students have access to all that stuff? Yeah, you can So you don't them. necessarily have to have like a major core or like a focus or you do have a focus? No, but I would. I don't know that for sure. I, it's been you know two decades or more, but I, I would be surprised if they changed that part of it. But they do have specific disciplines. So PIT, KIT, GIT, VIT, what, I mean, vocal, what guitar, mean? bass, okay. drums, percussion, recording, uh, and they do. They even do. Uh, by the time I was leaving, they were doing full degrees. Like they had really. They had taken a long view of the thing, and they they wanted to make it a legitimate uh, experience if you wanted it. What fraternity did you join? <laughs> oh, you should have seen me, <clears throat> assless chaps, sir. <laughs> no. What's what's the old expression? I wouldn't join a fraternity with your dick. What is that old expression? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's not. Do you delete that? that? That's <laughs> not it. That's not yeah. it. You're, You're just, on to something, though. There, there is, it's kind of close. You, to you that. take that. I don't think that's how it is, though. It's another. It's something like that. But... Okay, so I heard it once. And you I did heard it, it once. One you year, did that, not the other. Job. And then, um, 
you got to kind of give us your story arc is what I'm going for here because I also know that there was a long period of time where you kind of totally walked away from music and weren't really doing it at all. True. Uh, yeah. Sold like you know a lot of your equipment and you know kind of took a, a, a step back. So um, I know it's something you've been in and out of for as long as I've known you, and I know now that you're you're kind of back in into it. Maybe more so now than you've really ever been yes. on like a commercial kind of uh, marketing side, mm-hmm. trying to actually do something and produce something that is saleable. Um, which I think is awesome. I think you brought us a couple songs tonight. That uh, are these new songs? Are these old songs? Are these songs? You know, kind of tell us, tell us, you know, tell us what, about the songs you brought us, and right. kind of like what you're doing now. What's new about what you're doing in music, and new relationships, and new direction, and all that? Well, let me take two two quick beats to say um, something that might be familiar to everybody. If you ever had any kind of artistic interest or or direction, or you wanted to try something, or and it can apply to anything. It doesn't even matter. But if you don't recognize that it's not just the aptitude or ability, if you don't recognize that it, it takes the person that has the discipline and it takes the person that has the hustle and the, and the foresight and strength of character and the, and the guts just to even try something, it's, it's so easy to get lost in any one of those moments where you question any one of those things. So, you know, I was just a big pussy. I mean, really, just a pussy. If you're going to do something, you'd move to Nashville, New York. New Orleans or LA period that's what you would do those are the areas where music is happening you understand that for whatever it is that you like that you would go to those areas and do those things but anyway as far as this is now I got I put myself in a position where I get to really indulge in this so for the two tunes that you're talking about this is my attempt to to really learn the craft I never did I just I just enjoyed all of it and I would put any idea I had and I thought as creative creative as you can be just let it rip and that should be enough. You know, that's that's a legitimate artist where they just they just sink into themselves and they try whatever they want to try and they do anything they want. Well, that's you can look at it that way. But in my opinion, I think you're copping out. I think if you go ahead and take the time to do the hard work, to learn the rules and the structure of things and even the, to understand the, the basics and even that you'd be surprised how important uh or how valuable, rather, knowing the history of something, just an instrument, the val- the history of the Fender Rhodes. So the Fender Rhodes is like a, it was one of the first electrical pianos, and it was designed by, I don't remember the man's name, might have been Rhodes. But anyway, he was building these things that he could put over the laps of soldiers who had lost their legs. And that, that was the whole beginning of it, and Fender got involved with it, and I, I didn't know any of this. But just that, how cool that is. And then you figure out the first guys that started playing it and all these other things. But anyway, it was this was my attempt to say, hey, why don't I do the hard work? And then if I want to be creative outside of that, then fine. Then I didn't, then I'm not lying to myself, right? So anyway, I, I went in and I dove down and learned structure and things I just never paid attention to. Uh, and I came up with something. So the answer to that second question was, are these older songs? Yeah, I rebooted a couple tunes that I'd done that I've always liked because I wanted to see what the difference would be if I really tried. You, you looked what at them through this new lens, this yeah. kind of more something familiar, studied old lens. bones, new lens. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Let's let's get into one. Let's do sure. let's do the first one. Tell us about the first one you wanted me to play. Uh, okay, so we'll do Whiskey Night. It was something I made a video for. And hey, it, hey, hey, hey! Why do you get why, okay? Why did why not Tequila Night? Uh, it doesn't have the same phonetics okay. and, you know, okay. that doesn't chew in your mouth the same way. It was literally word. just a, a, a call because for phonetics and mouthfeel, right? Plus it was the word we like to throw Those are 
Those are two different evenings. Plus, I loved. I mean, you know, great sure. point, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey owned it for a lot of years. You can't call it like a rum runner. Yeah. Night either. So there's things that just don't fly off the tongue. Okay, so Whiskey Night. This is a old song, new lens. How long has this song been around? Like what what tell us about the oh, kind of good the grief storyline of this song. This is a this has been rewritten because I another thing about music is there's only so many chord changes and there's only so many song structures that have a have a balance. I mean, in fact, uh, you could even look it up. I remember this. Well, it's mathematical. Uh, Music's math. I mean, there's only a, there's a finite base, amount math, of yeah. But even in even at MI, the Musicians Institute, they talked about they gave you this this page that had the twelve uh, chord progressions that run ninety percent of the songs, or maybe right. it was eighty, but that would make more sense with the eighty twenty rule, you know. Uh, so I just I like the bones of the thing, and I've rewritten it. Probably six times it's been it's been called everything, and this is like the last version of it. But what's very very cool about these is it's the first time I said that is exactly what I wanted to hear when I was. What nice. a great feeling! That's gotta right? be a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, you know this is actually you will be hearing it both these tunes they they haven't been mixed so there's no dynamic stuff and the vocal performance isn't the the performance performance so you're getting to hear a raw the final raw version so when i send them out like when i've asked you guys to listen to them and, and critique and things like that this is what i send because it's 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 still raw and you can still easily make changes so whiskey night <laughs> Stay. I can see you play. This is how you look tonight. There's a warmth you show, but the glass you hold must be for the cold outside. And oh, I know I am facing. In harmony, the sinner and the priest preaching mysteries. It undo me. Oh, and it's my time now. It's my time, and then la di da. It's looking like a whiskey night. Oh, well, it's my time now. Well, it's my time, and then la di da. Oh, it's looking like a whiskey. To move your way, then I hesitate. I don't know what I will say. To rich coffee, wooden strings, you make me think of them. It's a picture that I never thought I'd see. And it's my time now, and it's my time, and then locked it down. It's looking like a
old face and I stop thinking like a fool. Not what I usually do. And then I start to move and catch your eye. I hope that drink could be alright. I play it out inside my head and I bet I do it all again. The music stops. There we go. A blur of motion on the floor. The melody is light and sweet, but the rhythm has an afterbeat that tells me it's my time now. Well, it's my time and then light it. It's looking like a whiskey night, oh, well, it's my time now, oh, well, it's my time, and then la di da it's looking like a whiskey night, oh. Yes, I mean, come on, that's fantastic. <laughs> La-di-da. Yeah, put a lot of work yeah. into that right there. Jonathan. Right. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I have to ask you, um, firstly, are you playing all the instruments on that song? Mm, no. Okay, so um, you have some bandmates? I have some guys, actually, yeah, that I found. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Billy Edwin. I found him out of the blue, and that guy came in. I just I, I just write up the charts, so I learned how to write charts because I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all. So I wrote it up and sent it to him. He sent it back to me the same day. Perfect. That's, that's just out of the question, you don't you don't get that. That's awesome. So it was a great reference. Hell so you got smoke. a couple cool dudes you're working with. Oh They're yeah, yeah, consummate yeah. professional musicians that are helping you put this. It thing sure together. seems like it. I've never even met the guy. That's so, awesome. Yeah, wow, I know. it sounds fantastic. Cool. And then all the mixing and everything you're handling, all that. Yeah, right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Do you? Uh, I caught maybe a little Jamiroquai. Is that an influence? That's my for next you? question. That. What what are the what are your big influences? Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, I love that. I just uh, it's it's neo soul and it's jazz, yeah. and it's a little bit of irreverence and it's just anything I like. So, um, <clears throat> but Prince certainly is my biggest influence. But then I've got into guys like uh, Gavin DeGraw, some some people that are known as songwriters because I just wanted to. There is a craft. You can be as creative as you want, but there is a craft. There's it's not one or the other, you know. They're not mutually exclusive. You can have both. You can decide to use one or the other. Whatever you want to do, you get to do. If you want people to like it, if you want to reach someone and move somebody, then you have to have someone in mind when you're writing it. Or you can wait and see who shows up for what you just do as you satisfy your own creativity. Right. I think the first being... Better than the why not ladder? Why the hell not? Yeah. yeah, just try it. What's your process? Do you write the lyrics first and then go for melody, or do you little bit of each? Or what? It used process? to be a little bit of each, and then this time again, I wanted to learn the process, so I created my own outline, and I have it on my wall. I have, uh, <laughs> I have pages tacked to my wall with with strings. It looks like a crime scene. Uh, setup, you know, where you're trying to figure out who the murderer is, but it's all you follow step at a time. So it's. Lyrics for me are separate from music and it's an outline. So you start with the idea and I work with this Nashville songwriters group and they've, they were kind of walking me through this because I've never tried to learn lyrics. Like this song is now about something. None of my songs have ever about anything. I don't know if I'm good at it yet, the storytelling, but I'm actually telling a story, you know, so yeah. we'll see what, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, so you'd start with lyrics, chords, and then melody. Cause you, so I, I try and get a story going. I get one sentence. I like to have the first line of the song, create an, an image in your head. And then if you don't have a course, there's nowhere to, nothing to start with anyway. So you have to have the idea and then pick a mood. What's the mood of the thing? How do you want it to feel? 
then think about a chord structure. Go find a chord structure you like. Pick a tempo you like. Then then start to worry about melodies and things like that. But it's a very, very step-by-step process, which all it does, it doesn't take anything away from the creativity. It just shaves all the time off of it because you're doing one step at a time and you know how you're going to think through the thing. It's been the greatest experience. And thank goodness uh, I get to enjoy it that way now because, you know, when you're working, you're just, if you're like me and you're just shitty at having more than one thing to be responsible for, you never, you never sink into the other thing the thing you would have wanted to sink into and now i'm just getting a chance to really try and enjoy it so and there's no fire nothing has to happen so i get to enjoy it tell me so nashville songwriting group is this, this is kind of like the new thing you're involved with right and what is, yeah. is that right yeah they have a chapter in san diego and so is it like tell me about it like how did you get involved oh. with it you know who are they did they find you did you find them no yeah i found them there was the I probably just saw them on Facebook or talked to somebody in town who sent me that direction. And I'd been, I'd visited with them a couple of times, but I wanted private. I, I asked him, I just shot him a little note. I said, Hey, is this something you'd consider? And, you know, thanks for thinking about it. Get back to me. So we sat down. It was, it was 60 bucks or something for 30 minutes. And we talked for about four hours and they told me something really cool. I, they said, you know, so I guess toot my own horn, but I was just so cool that well, you were thought, so cool they were like hey, they said, that's yeah they were, cool. and then they stopped nice but it was that they've they had it was something that it was unique that they never heard before and they said they rarely say that but they never say both things and that they could also hear it on radio which i thought was oh it was really cool now i can't be on radio because i'm not on anything major and if you're not on anything major then you're left with what you're left with but that's also part of this process so what does that mean what do you figure out from there okay so i can be on uh, streaming services, I can be on college radio, blah, 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 blah. And none of these things are any one goal. They're just all, just do everything right. Why don't you just try and do everything right? Whatever happens, happens again. Whatever doesn't, doesn't. But just do it all right. I mean, I think that's a great kind of lesson for life. Don't blow it, ever. Yeah, That's just, lesson number one. You know, always be perfect. Always just do it right. All right. the time. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, no. I know. I think it is great. We at least strive for rightness, right? Yeah, just take the, it's, it's in the simplest, just take the steps. Just take the steps. Right. However good you are, Adam, whatever. No, you're and you're exactly right. There are certain ways to do things. If you want to be an actor in L.A., mm-hmm. and, you know, you go to Groundlings, you move, you know, first exactly. of all, you move there, you go exactly. to Groundlings, you go to Second City, you put in the time, you get the, the right agents, mm-hmm. and you do it. Like you said, if you want to be into music, you move to Nashville, you move that LA and you, you have there, there's yeah. certain move you know something that we've talked a lot about here on the show a, a phrase that we like to use is barrier of entry sure. and barrier of entry is you know a lot of things and it's generally what scares most people away from ever trying to do things mm-hmm. like what you were talking about earlier um, one of those barriers of entry at least it used to be a lot more than it is now is the point I'm, I'm trying to make is you used to have to move to Nashville or mm-hmm. LA or to, to do um, music or to be in entertainment a little bit more less now digital age has created the ability for us to collaborate with musicians mm-hmm. like this guy that you're able to collaborate with and and for us to be able to find our own markets you know self publish in mm-hmm. a way that we we were ever incapable of or capable of doing before and this is across all artistic uh, veins you know books you know the ability to self publish self edit self you know do a lot you know it's just a lot easier 
You know, wow. everything. It's changed. getting a lot checking, easier. Checking back in. And because, <laughs> I just want to make sure you guys were listening. No, but because of the digital age, it all there's a lot. You know, there's less barriers of entry, and I think, I guess, you know, that's one of the things that's making it possible for you to kind of like be dipping your foot back in this pool of creativity and music. Um, is it's not so scary anymore. You don't have to make some big committed move right. to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can do it, you know, and especially um, another thing that we've been talking about, you know, especially over this last year on the show is we're trying to take all the positives that are coming out of COVID. And I've had artistic people on the show and we're talking about, you know, the way that people have pivoted during coronavirus. People like Pat Keen that are doing stand up comedy and, and clubs and restaurants and a lot of his bread and butter are clo- is closed. Musicians aren't gigging the way that they used to be. We I have a friend that lives in Nashville that's been on the show a couple of times, professional musician. Mm-hmm. Basically, Nashville's shut down, you know, like arguably the, the live music capital of the United States is, you know, they're not no one's gigging. And so uh, what people are doing is creating and recording right now a lot. You're seeing a lot of people in the studio now because you can do that. And you can collaborate with other musicians without having to get together. Mm. Well, um, plus, so it's a great creative time, right? It's a, yeah. it's a great time to be able to be creative. Plus with a laptop and an internet connection, you can, you know, it's got to help. I mean, everybody's got, if you have, you have a laptop and an internet connection, you can be anywhere and get a guy to do a sax solo for you. Right, right. And, and, and ship that over. You can either, you can collaborate real time or he can do it, send it to you. Like you didn't, hey, yeah. you, you put mean, it out there on the interwebs, hey, I'm looking for a guy to do a sax solo, yeah. boop, 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 mm-hmm. here it goes, boop, boop, he sends it back to you, blam, you I'm sure plug there's, it into your... I'm sure that gives a ton of people um, additional business. Yeah, it's a Instead hustle. of just... Just be like, oh no, I only make money gigging, or I only make. It's like, okay, now I'm getting however much many dollars a week because I get to just mm-hmm. do something. And, it's and if be, you, it's if you be utter cool. the words, I only make money gigging, then you're just lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lying yeah. <laughs> John, you also have a, you're also waiting tables on the side. <laughs> so, John, what is your drinking process? What? I did not expect this question. Uh, usually, I just. Wait round about till <laughs> again four to watch, something watch that the starts clock. with an F. <laughs> I wait around till a time that starts with F. <laughs> and you just you know you pardon me you just slip right in don't you you know. I like to have one at one, two at two, and five at five. A wise man once said. And he never took it back. Just <laughs> stayed there. Uh, I've kind of stayed on this could. Codiga barrel strength over here. We're looking at eighty six point mm. two proof. This is higher proof yes, than Jack. We, we yeah, know. We, we know. <laughs> changed the bottle. John and I are all over this Cantera. Which is that? You know, it's, it's worked out fine. Yeah, it's been, so it's really been delish. Uh, okay, so I have to ask this. Getting back to influence, musical influence. Yeah. You have a very particular sound. It doesn't sound like the music that you and I grew up listening to as no. bros. You know, uh, I I drove the carpool. John and I carpooled to high school together. Mm. I would pick him up early in the morning on a misty Wednesday morning. Jeremy had, you remember the radio Jeremy had, and he had the first whip. I didn't even know what a whip was yeah. until Jeremy was on the intercom in my bedroom from his truck <laughs> encouraging me 
to wake up. <laughs> How did you get in my room? Where are oh, you? I had then, a CD whip with a CD. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, a and you CD, learned all the language. Yeah, Citizen Band Radio in my truck with an amplifier and a huge yeah. antenna. And he was talking to real men out there. Yeah. It was just like a 16-year-old penis. Just like, no. Just, let's try that one again. <laughs> Real men at 16 year old things. That's not a man. That's got to be what they're thinking. Like, who is this snot nose right here? Yeah, some guy on like a 20 hour leg mm. through like Wichita, Kansas. Mm. Like, what's your 20 out there? Yeah. This, is, this is rubber and chicken. I'm over here. I'm like, <laughs> this is rubber chicken. <laughs> How long was Jeremy on the CB before he said something inappropriate? Oh, to a not trucker. very long. How long was I on the CB before I actually went and met one of those dudes? But only be. Wait a minute. Hey, John, are you awake? <laughs> Can you imagine the first voice you hear after a huge night is Jeremy's on the CB? So I bring we a, get in the car, right? John, <laughs> do you want breakfast? And we listen to a lot of like pretty metally stuff. I mean, I remember you. Your guitar influences back in the day were like Zach Wild, yeah, Zach Wild, Steve. I was, that was the first guy that had the uh, Zach Wild license plate. I still have the license plate. The Z A K W Y L D. Yeah, but so I also I feel have... like you've come a long way from that. Yeah, not a, not a this way. This is not that. No, certainly, but it just in music, everything. I was in a band with John. We were in a couple iterations of different bands. Together. Yeah, I wanted to say that too. Um, you were the first. Kind of person that I ever even thought about having a band with. I, I came over that night. We walked upstairs, and you got on the drums. You had drums in your room. Jeremy had drums in his room, and his folks were okay with it. And he just started wailing away. And I sat down, and I, I cried a little bit because it was so rad. And I yeah. couldn't wait to do it. And sure enough, we got we got a chance. I don't know what happened. Like Chris Tiernan or something, we were talking about a band, and you're like, no, you're coming with our band. <laughs> like, all right, cool, let's do you it. You used to practice in the... Uh, outside garage right? yeah Packers mm -hmm. in the garage you know <laughs> we um i my dad was a big football guy was you know played football through high school into college went to college on a football scholarship always Ooh. really wanted me to play football uh so going into high school we had a very very uh, big football high school john comes from a big football background do you want to talk about that mm. um i mean Sure. Can we mention it? Yeah, it's no big deal. Just my dad coached in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, and, Ernie uh, Zampezi, a name you may have heard of uh, in the past. Joss, can you expound on who Ernie Zampezi is? Yeah, he's one of the Hall of five Famer? greatest offensive uh, masterminds in the game. The USC, Cowboys. Right, kind uh, of a big name in the football. Huge league. name. So, so my, and my point being... I, we came from football Rams, families. of course. Mm -hmm. We went to right, a kind of a yeah. football high school, uh, and both of us played football. That's where we met. John and I met playing football freshman year of high school. I quit football <laughs> to be in this rock band. It was a big bone of contention with my father, the fact that I basically quit football to go be in a band and play the drums instead. It had nothing to do with talent. <laughs> no, no, I was I was not On a bad football side. player. <laughs> I'm not a small I'm not a small guy. I'm not afraid of physical contact. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, I was not bad at football. Um, I preferred being in the rock band. It just mm -hmm. was much more to my temperament. And uh, my dad did not like that. 
No. Uh, and so, especially when <laughs> I would be, and so, so, but it was great. It was a big, it was a huge sailing point for me <laughs> to be able to be like, look, John Zambezi's in yeah. the rock and roll too. <laughs> and his dad's Ernie. You know, my dad had uh, obviously a lot of respect for your dad. And they would hang out on the yeah, sidelines during, you know, during yes. practice and talk about, oh, the boys are out there, you know. And when I quit, it was a big deal. Now, John didn't. John stayed on and played football through, through high school. Mm, nah, freshman nope. and senior and st- but I you mean, played. I, just... I mean, you were around the team. Yeah. I quit. I was out of there. I was like, I'm going to go play, you know. Right. I'm going to, I like this rock and roll thing. And it was great. And we had, we had a band freshman year. And, and, and I mean, that for me, it was great. But then we, we continued to have a band in, that's what I said earlier, in Forever. different iterations yeah. throughout high school. And I mean, uh, even had a couple reunion gigs after mm-hmm. high school. So, um, and I've always had the utmost respect for John, but I, my point and the reason I kind of started going down this, this whole thing is I have watched your taste and your style change mm-hmm. over the year. So, you know, the kind of music that we used to play when we were, you know, when we would collaborate together and when you were at MI and the kind of music you were kind of creating at that time. Um, when did you take like the full R&B swerve? At what point do you think in your... And because I don't even remember that as being the kind of music... I, I knew to be into Prince, but back to my original point, you were a real kind of metalhead yeah. guy in high school. And this is like a vast departure from that. So, what... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but to your point earlier, it's, music is math, so you appreciate the way you... You know, just because the tones are different. Right, right. So that's kind of what happened. I like I liked just good music, so when I... Megadeth and Metallica, Slayer, Testament, Forbidden, and all those bands, you know, Venom. Do you still Iron listen Maiden. to that kind of stuff? Sure, okay. absolutely. But then, uh, okay, I feel you know, better there. Then Prince dragged dragged me off into these, just this different, a little Death. more expansive, you know, yeah, yeah and so turned so me into levels to his music. Yeah, and I just, I love, just like, I just love. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot more creative too. And you, I think, I obviously really related to and appreciated the. Prince's creativeness. If anything, he just left room. He left room because I didn't know really what I liked or wanted. I just, he let me just do whatever I thought I would want to do. And that that's what I needed. You know, that's, that's what I needed. So it was perfect for that. But then D'Angelo, that whole, the Neo Soul thing with Erica Badu and D'Angelo. Hey, I've always said uh, you either Erica Badu or you Erica Badu. Don't. I've heard you say it yeah. over and over. You know, it's almost, it's been too much, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Did he overdo it? <laughs> All right, well, you, you want to do another song? Sure, let's do the next What's one. What's the next one? So this is, a, again, it's a, something I had done before several different times, and now it's called Where the People Sing. And uh, and I can again say, which is very encouraging for me, this is, I, I love the way, I love everything about it. This is exactly how I wanted it to sound, which is amazing. I've never felt that way about any of these songs. So, and what is it? Where the People Sing.
never for the gain You want to be remembered But never by your name This character When you start to sing Oh, you got it all You even got that swing Makes me think you know A secret that you keep And you got the kind of song That everybody wants to sing There's something John, did you have an operation on like your Voss deference to get like that high? How how do you hit some of those notes? He's had a stretching of the Voss deference. What they do is they I unroll really your you to... entire epididymis <laughs> and they stretch it. How? No, you tell me how you know about the Voss. That was fantastic. That's a jam. Bro. That's a real jam. That's a jam. That's a video on the beach. Yeah, that's, that's just a fun summer song. Super fun. Not 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 that I'm you know uh, you know complete homosexual, but I would have sex with you <laughs> after listening to that. Kind of, it's just it's super sexy, man. <laughs> not that I'm. A complete homosexual. I think it's... You know what I mean? We're probably going to have to cut that one out. Yeah. But it was very... It did things to me in my loins. <laughs> you hit a lot of notes. Yeah. There's you a were lot of all, notes in that all song. over that octave I'm train. exhausted. Oh what an experience. Wow. Yeah, Good. no, very cool. I, I could jam to that. You've got a song that everybody wants to sing. That is such a good lyric. Do you remember when, when and where you came up with that? It's so true and so it's catchy. It's true. It makes you think. It's like it's, it's, it's no one said that before. <laughs> That's what's so cool, too. Great question, In Josh. music. I want to write the song The Whole World Sings. Is that Write the song that makes That's not this that a, that's, a, that's a Dr. Pepper commercial. Oh, sorry. I wonder why I was no, kind of feeling no, Dr. Pepper. No, it was, it was the Coke or Pepsi where everyone held hands across America. The mm. Coke. I want the world to sing a brand new harmony. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. Yeah, baby. No, that's not what I was talking no. about. Are we going to cut most of that So out? we're going to cut that out and go back to my great question. Yes. Um, 
What was your question? What was your fantastic? No, I do. I do remember. I don't remember the details of it, but I remember thinking exactly what you just said. Like, that was very fucking cool. No, I mean, I, I don't have a great answer for you. I just, I remember thinking, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. It was creative. Is it about a specific person? Seems like it's well, about a girl, Johnny. Tune, yeah, yeah. I mean, you always write that. You Did you put like eight girls together and form and, one and you, girl? And, you, and, you, and, you, and you'll notice that Johnny's I didn't put... had a couple girls around. <laughs> I didn't include any articles. So it could be... Of clothing. Boy, girl. But most of it's a song oh. about my mom. A song about the mom, believe it or not. Well, that, that blew the whole thing. No, no, no. That's cool. No, I'm that's kidding. very. That's cool. amazing, dude. That's yeah. rad. Because I mean, how you? We were talking earlier about universal topics. Yeah, it's supposed to be able to talk to anybody. I mean, right, that was yeah. the that was sort of the point of the uh, of the exercise, and it was an exercise. You had to go through, and make the word puzzles, which means you come up with whatever the concept is, and then what I like to do is, I I take whatever it is and type in, tequila poems about whiskey or sayings about whiskey, and you come up with all kinds of great stuff that. That creates an um, an image in your head, and then take whatever words, and then I try and take words off the image. It's pretty oh plagiarism. Cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, live gigging, mm. a thing that I've seen you do. Yeah. Uh, big fan. Are some of the guys that are on these songs guys that I've seen you play with before no, that you were in the band? No. Are, is that band completely disbanded at this no, point? No, I'm still buddies with all of them, and I still would use them in certain use, and that sounds terrible. Uh, I would still play with them in certain capacities. But this but, isn't the band. This is your solo project. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that was just, that was all cover stuff. Right, okay. This is me in my garage. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, literally, with basically the same gear, it's it's so great now. When I sold my stuff, you talked about earlier, when I sold everything and just stopped, that was like $25,000 worth of stuff. And what I have now, what I'm recording on, is about $300. So what was gear. that about that time when you sold all your stuff and you kind of walked away from music? Uh, well, that's a, that's a rabbit hole because that was when I got into the financial independence stuff. But We but, definitely don't want to fucking no, get into we're not doing that tonight. <laughs> don't get me going on that. But, uh, but then the music was, I just... I was so turned off to doing everything, right? So if you're going to play music at all, if you're going to be, I wasn't the leader, but I was the was the leader. I picked all the songs. I created all the arrangements. I wrote all the charts. I created all the rehearsal times. I got all the gigs. I promoted everything. I bought all the gear. I was the sound guy. I was the guy who I was the DJ between sets. I was the guy who invited everybody. I talked about, I mean, just, I did everything. And you get tired, you know, set up and break down. Right, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And as soon as you don't feel like, I don't know, just when it, when it reached the end, it reached the end. And I'm not a, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really like playing covers that much anyway. So even with that band, it was cool because we picked, if you liked the band, that's why we named it The Deep Joint because we picked the deep cut, the deep joint, the song in the middle of the album. If you like the artist, if you like Raphael Sadiq, then you like Stone Rollin'. But that right, wasn't, it wasn't like you guys were playing the A side, B side. You guys no, were playing the middle of the hit, album. But it was a, it was a fucking banger. Whatever right, if the song was. You were a fan, was. and that came across. Like, oh shit! You'd be I like, oh, are you fucking this. kidding me? Yeah. Exactly. I've never heard this anywhere. Exactly. Cool. That's what we did. So Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> I feel like we, Ryan did the thing again. We broke out his Rubik's cube, and he's over there trying to find I was, red. I was, I was engaged and listening 
he's nodding the whole yeah, time. He's nodding. Which is great for uh, He was dancing a little bit. You know with what? This song. We didn't lose him. No, you we didn't, didn't lose him. him. And I, I went to San Diego, saw the deep joint at a couple of places. Like I, I was I was involved. No, and that's the thing. Ryan fantastic. is like is does like music. Yeah. I and love live music. Is, I've known him to be a fan of the music. He doesn't art like form. musicians in the live. Yeah, on, no. <laughs> he doesn't like yeah, music guests on the podcast. When a song is on, you don't see him cringe. Yeah, no, he's he's a huge fan of music. Big music fan, Ryan Hatch. Um. Okay. Well, uh, this has been rad, John. Uh, this has been so fun. Yeah, so great yeah. having you here. You know, because it's cool. You know, and we and we got to dip into it a little bit. You know, I've watched your your musical stylings. I you know because we've been friends for so long, I've got I've had the opportunity to watch you mature as a musician, and um, what you're doing now is a mature uh, uh, approach to it that I've never seen you really take before. Adam. And let me quickly add that both of these songs, I changed my entire approach on because of your critique. So let me just add that. How about that? Well, that, uh, it, it, dude, I, I was vibing. I don't know if you could tell. I'm, I was I was really digging it. <laughs> well, let's Good. let's hear it. What was the critique? Do you remember like um, how, how he changed it? Was super sucky and no, oh, yeah. no, he was cut, yeah, no, he yeah, came in. He sent me he sent me like stunk. 19 videos. He sat at this desk and he said, "Okay, let's get into this." And then all you hear is this. <laughs> no, but I went through and I individually and kind of gave him my take on exactly. every every single song, and mainly he would, what, what he was asking for was my take on on and like storyline and lyrics and yeah, stuff exactly, like that, which exactly. is my kind of my forte. Yep. So I gave him my opinion on like at the words. It's really what I was speaking to because mm. his talent is speaks for itself. Like right. the you know his guitar playing you know his vocals harmonies all that stuff I mean I don't have anything to say about that I was just kind of trying to help him with with my opinion on the kind of the storytelling like lyrical side of things, um, so anyway and it's rad and the hook and the last one I mean every time it takes you to that resolve man I'm I'm really feeling that I was like it was really cool, um so best of luck to you in this new venture you know uh. I think it would be super fun if you were doing kind of the easy listening stuff, you know, one of these songs, and then somewhere in the middle, all of a sudden you broke into like a full Steve Vai guitar solo. I, I'm not sure I would classify that. In this. I mean, it's pretty easy, easy listening. listening. I mean, it's, it's a little more jazzy, you know, ladies and gentlemen, for me. It's ladies and gentlemen. Rolling listening. Stone Magazine's own musical yeah. critiquer, <laughs> Ryan Hatch. <laughs> I, I am music. <laughs> right now, did you just say I am? Just, I <laughs> am music. in here Ryan for Matt. a sec. <laughs> I am music. Is what he just said. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, well, fantastic. So um, it, you know, it, it's always great to just hang out. Hanging out with old friends is the best. Um, but also, you're, I find you extremely talented, and I always love to share in your in your artistic endeavors. It's it's super fun, and, and I hold you in high regard in that way. So nice to say, we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, man, any, absolutely. Any plugs? Anything? Yeah, keep any us shows? posted. So what's what's next for you? What <laughs> yeah. what can, where can the people find you? Is there anything online? Any of that stuff? Uh, I mean, I have the uh, YouTube site and the website, but I'm. Building some videos with my, I got a video guy right now, so nice. we're, we're we're putting together cool storyboards. I've never As, done that. So just picking colors and images that yeah. suggest the song you're talking about. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's so cool. your PR guy. Go on. Um, 
listen, people. You either if you know, you know, you know. But right. we're not coming to you, okay? Right. You talk to a guy who likes his shit, and he'll get you in touch. Oh wow, it's like wow. that. Yeah, yeah. Not Ryan, Ryan Hatch the heavy. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Hatch give me on the like the hammer man. <laughs> There's that twenty I promise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John Zipizi, you, you you don't necessarily get any John hey. You gotta know a guy. No. Hey, what's the what's the YouTube site we can find you at? Oh my God, I'm not even sure I know that. Well, let's you let's should. Edit, let's edit that. Let's edit that. Hey, maybe you send me a text on that one. I'll so, plug uh, it in. What what website you mainly? I, don't know. I think it's John. Oh, what YouTube? Did I say? I think that? it's John Zambezi. So John without an H. Which is something I always like to discern. John without an H is yeah. And Zampezi with a Z. With an E S E. Yeah, yeah. Zampezi. <laughs> It's Z-A-M-P-E-S-E. Zampice. Uh, Zampice. So give it a shot. Give him a look. Uh, keep looking f- out for him. Stuff. We'll, we'll get there and we'll come back and hopefully we can do a uh, CD release right here yes, on this property. Yes, that would property. be sick. Will you oh please let us kind of like do the like the breakout show for your CD release? That would release? be awesome. I would love to do that. And we'll maybe come to you for that. Do a live show somewhere or something. Like a, That'd be rad. Take mm. this thing on the road. Can I play horn? No. Um, no. You can play kazoo. Right? No. What? I, I mean, there couldn't have been another Was he answer. Hitting let me, let me you probably could find someone better than me. For can you play horn? I can't play horn. I don't think you, I've never been known you to. I don't horn. Can you play any instrument? No, there's not a single instrument. And I know you can't sing. You can barely talk or walk. So right. It's almost okay. like, can I go to the bathroom? But it's not. Yeah. Right. But he's I really went. good at I, going. I, uh, no, I went. <laughs> That's the thing. He's really good. So thanks for being here, ladies and gentlemen. It's been awesome. We look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs>